Hi everyone, the Complex PTSD Guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. Today I want to talk about hate, entitlement, and feelings of disenfranchisement. And the reason I'm thinking of these three is that these three things are something that um, when I was growing up, Uh, one of the people where my complex PTSD comes from, they had all three of these traits. Um, they had a lot of anger, um, and hatred towards certain, I guess you could say groups or people. They definitely had a sense of entitlement and they most definitely had feelings of disenfranchisement. Um, I won't get into a lot of detail, um, talking about them, but since it did affect me, I just want to point out how, in my opinion, there are remedies for these three things. Um, and I feel like I do have a lot of knowledge about them because I, I grew up around this. Um, so I want to talk about where I came from and growing up around this, but two key remedies, and I'm going to get into these in more detail later in the podcast, but two key remedies that might sound really basic, um, but they're very true to this. Um, Two remedies are knowledge and wisdom. So knowledge, the definition of knowledge is facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience. And I have had experience with this. Um, Or education. The theoretical or practical understanding of a subject. And so the subject that we're discussing here is complex PTSD. But I'm talking about hate, entitlement, and feelings of disenfranchisement in regards to that. Um... The definition of wisdom, from something I just found when I googled it, wisdom, the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. The quality of being wise. Good judgment, I think, is the big the big two words there. Um, knowledge is knowing what to say. Wisdom is knowing when to say it. So an example would be, and this is something that I've heard before, know that a tomato is a fruit, but not to put that fruit in a fruit salad. So you don't want tomato and fruit salad. Um, But that's an example of knowledge and wisdom. I think it's important to look at where the three things come from that I mentioned. Hate, entitlement, and feelings of disenfranchisement. They're three very different things. And try to find remedies for them. It's also important to state that two of these things are stress-related. The feelings of hate and the feelings of disenfranchisement. Um, Entitlement, I think, is a little different. Um, The two things that are related to stress, and they cause more stress, which is what leads to, I think, irrational thinking or not thinking long-term, that stress um, impairs decision-making, too. So feelings of hate, where does it come from? It can come from being bullied, toxic home life, I think is a big one for people with complex PTSD. Um, And also just your concepts about society or reality. So some remedies for this, this is again my own opinion from my own experiences. Remedies for this, remind yourself that you probably aren't the only person that the bully is bullying. And they probably have a lot of their own issues toxic home life remedy would be to surround yourself your own personal environment within that home with visual reminders of your goals in life 
or little sayings that help you get through the day. Actually write them out and like make a little vision board or something. That's something that helped me when I was struggling in my teenage years and my early 20s. I literally wrote things out and then I, I typed them out and I put them in my room to help me. Um, and if possible, seek out your own interests. Get to know yourself. Get to know your interests in order to build your identity away from that toxic environment. So this, that's something I actually did when I was younger and it worked. Um, in relation to concepts about society or reality, what I mean by that is don't fall into generic concepts about people or generalized people. I used to do that a lot in high school. I kind of fell into the whole stereotype of what high school was and I think there's I have a lot of issues with the whole concept of high school um learning should be just done very differently in my opinion than how it's done in the high school system um but I had very generic concepts about people and generalizations about people and it just it kind of caused stress for me and the important thing to know here is that you have more in common with other people than you do differences with people um, that's an important, I would say, remedy for that, just realizing that. Um, feelings of entitlement. Why do you feel entitled? So this is that second point. Um, I think this kind of also relates to feeling like you're invincible, um, which can be really dangerous. But I think feelings of entitlement can come from three main things from my own experience. So the person where my complex PTSD this person is one of the people, there were two people, um, but the, one of the people that uh, my complex PTSD comes from, they had a lot of issues with ab- abandonment. Um, so I, I personally think they built like a protective shield to where they'll do anything to not feel that way. And sometimes that leads to, you know, hurting other people. Um, so that abandonment um, is part of that entitlement, leads to that entitlement. Um, so whenever they were abandoned, the person who eventually became their caretaker treated them as if they could just kind of do no wrong because they felt bad that they had been abandoned. Um, so that abandonment just kind of led to that entitlement. Being spoiled, um, again, like almost a lot of kids are spoiled, but if you kind of imply to kids that there's no rules or they don't get in trouble for things, that kind of can lead to lawlessness when they get older. So that's spoiling. Um, That's another thing that falls under entitlement. And I'm going to give remedies for these in a second. The third thing, already um, been through emotional abuse. So if you've already gone through emotional abuse and you feel like you deserve more than maybe what is rational, and I actually fall into that category. Um, So because I had been through so much stress in my teen years, um, and a lot of that was just toxic home life, I eventually in my 20s felt like I deserve to have a really good time, you know, whether it be just partying or I deserve to have good things in life because I had just, I felt like I had just been through so much. Um, but that wasn't rational. That's not a rational way to look at things. And that can kind of lead to delusional or illogical thinking. And a lot of that kind of stems from stress too. Not all of it, but a lot of it. And so the remedies for these three things, the abandonment, the spoiled, and the deserving, feeling of deserving. For the abandonment, know that whoever abandoned you probably didn't know how to be, they just didn't know how to be. They didn't know how to be around you. They Maybe they had been kind of a rule breaker and didn't want you to grow up with the troubles that they had 
put themselves into. Um, and again, I'm speaking from experience. So those are just two points. Everybody is abandoned for different reasons. So there could be lots. Those are the ones I'm familiar with. Um, the spoiling thing. Um, if you grow up with the no rules concept, like there's no rules in your household, know that rules are out there. This is the logical part speaking here. Rules are out there and they will be given to you. It serves you no good to be spoiled. There's Those rules and laws are out there and if you li- try to live lawlessly, you'll eventually get caught up and you'll be given the laws. Um, the third point, already having gone through like emotional abuse and feeling like you deserve more than what is rational, I fit into that. Again, this is a emotional thinking. It's not logical, and it only leads to feeling like you're being wronged because you're not getting what you're thinking you deserve. Again, part with that resentment and be grateful for what you have and work on ways of improving your logical skills, like playing brain games, um, engaging with logic games like on YouTube, um, things that improve your logical skills, your long-term thinking, your rational skills. Um, And then for the third big point, so there's feelings of hate, feelings of entitlement, and feelings of disenfranchisement. Feelings of disenfranchisement, this also relates to injustice. I would say this is the most touchy subject of all three of these, um, and it's probably true. You know, if you're feeling disenfranchised or feeling like there's injustice, it's probably true. You feel that way for a legit reason. But it's very important, and this is, I did a whole podcast on this. Um, It's very important to part with the resentment and learn to cope with the triggers. So, like, if someone is dealing with feelings of disenfranchisement or feeling feeling like injustice, it's very important to not say to them, put that behind you. Because when you do that, you're being dismissive of the triggers that that person might have from that. And that's the saying I came up with, you know, part with resentment and cope with the triggers. And the reason I came up with that saying is because I had heard numerous times over the years, and usually people would say this to other people in front of me, they'd say, oh, you got to let that go. Or um, like the person where my complex PTSD stems from, the person who is emotionally abusive to me, they were told by people, put that behind you because they had major feelings of disenfranchisement. Um, they were told, put that behind you, and that would make them really mad. Um, and I, I personally think, again, from experience, it's because it was dismissive. And the person saying it meant good, meant it in a good way. They were trying to help them. But they, I don't think they realized that it was coming off as dismissive. Um, or, you know, they would get said back to them, well, what do you know about it? You know, you didn't go through it because they feel like they're being dismissive. Um, and sometimes people can manipulate with that. So, you know, that's a murky area, which I'm not going to get into. But um, very important to not be dismissive um, and learning to cope with the triggers from it. So in regards to that feeling of disenfranchisement, uh, one of the key things I would say, and this is one of my three rules of life, wish them the best so that the person or maybe the entity that disenfranchised you or the entity where you're feeling injustice wish it the best because it needs it 
it's gonna need the it's gonna need your best wishes and it may it'll sound really foreign when you first think of that well why would i wish my you know maybe your enemy why would i wish my enemy the best why would i wish someone who disenfranchised me the best wish them the best because the truth is going to come out and it's their karma is what's going to get them you don't have to worry about getting them back the karma is going to get them and this is you know there's all types of things that where this can be different you know if you have to seek legal situations that's different um that's a different situation you know and approach it just approach the situation like that logically um don't approach it um emotionally approach it logically you know take a breath you know um don't let it rob you of your of your happiness and you know approach it in a logical way and realize that these things take time that's a huge part of it too uh if you're feeling so the person that i grew up with who was abusive to me they had a huge feeling of disenfranchisement and they were just angry all the time um because of that angry for years and to be quite honest they're still angry um so it's about that issue um so you know it's one of the key things that really helped though and again this is from experience is that that person did find a support group of some sort that um with other people who had been through the same thing so it let them know that they weren't alone and that helped i would say 90% of helping them realize to kind of get rid of that anger um but some of it's still there you know um because it still happened um but other remedies don't remind yourself don't let it rob you of your quality time and your happiness let time take care of certain aspects that are out of your control you know have the wisdom to know what's out of your control um don't let the stress you feel prevent a more logical approach to these feelings um so again stress is a big part of it so key feeling um in all of these uh the hate the entitlement um and the disenfranchisement um and maybe more so the hate and the disenfranchisement is feeling wronged in life um so i'm going to give an example of my own experience and this shows where some of my knowledge comes from and i i want to kind of break it down a little so my complex ptsd came from childhood teen years and then kind of going into my 20s and kind of coming out of that environment so my complex ptsd is from long term it was physical and then mostly emotional but it was physical for several years as well um in 2017 though when i was in my 30s a specific event happened that was a whole other situation um which opened my eyes to very scary things um it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of the truth of how really really bad certain things were growing up in my environment much worse than i realized um and if you had told me before the event in 2017 happened if you told me i had ptsd i would be like i that would have that would sound very confusing to me um i i already knew i had you know major depression over the years but i didn't know i had ptsd until i'll just say the event happened in 2017 and when this event happened um i lost just a lot of respect for people um and i'm not talking just the people involved in this i'm talking all people um i also just kind of thought people were crazy um it freaked me out is what it did so one thing was i you know lost respect for people um 
And not being able to make sense of what had happened was a huge part of that. That was also triggering that whole incompetence thing, which I've talked about in the past, if you can't make sense of things. That can lead to major isolation, which it did for me. Um, huge isolation. And for other people, it can lead to like substance abuse or self-harm. It can lead to all kinds of things. Um, you know, for me, it, it could lead to that for, for people who go through this. Um, and so it's, those are just some things that can stem from that. Um, again, in the event in 2017, I'm really thankful though that I sought help because I was able to be diagnosed with complex PTSD. And that diagnosis um, was basically like unraveling a 30-year-old riddle. Um, that's the best way to describe it. There was a riddle that I never could figure out. And then once some someone who was very well qualified, who I've actually interviewed on this podcast back in February of 2020, um, it was my counselor, um, a licensed professional counselor. Um, when she diagnosed me, she wrote a letter that I had written to... Um, people saying I wasn't going to be around them anymore because I would, it freaked me out so much. Um, it just, I saw them as being very scary people, very dangerous. And um, she read the letter and she zoned in on what were the key issues going on from reading my letter. And it just opened my eyes to things that even I didn't see, even though I had written a letter. Um, I would also, I would personally have to say, besides saying saying I'm very appreciative of that diagnosis. Um, I personally would have to say that poetry helped me a lot. Um, and poetry can really help you in ways. That, so I went to a poetry workshop, and that was a big deal because originally my poetry was just me getting venting. It was me venting, and that's not what poetry is. Um, poetry, I learned when I did this poetry workshop that there really needs to be a solution so if you're going to write a poem, the way I would do my poems was there were little characters in the poems, and the characters represented me and people around me that I was having issues with. And then I would write a poem, like for example, I wrote one about rotting fruit trees. The two rotting fruit trees in the front yard of a house represented neglected kids. Um, and the neighbors, it was a muse and a boy, and the muse and the boy were talking about these trees, and they couldn't figure out what, why they were rotting. And the muse basically in the end explained to the boy, there's something going on that we can't see. Um, and so uh, it was kind of like saying, you know, this, there was a solution to the poem because it, it, the solution was kind of like a, almost like an Aesop's fable. Like it was saying there, you know, there's something there that we can't see. Um, and don't take, don't take things that just like face value um, so the people that were taking care of the tree, the muse and the boy realized they needed to kind of not see them as just being nice people because they always waved as they walked by, but looking at them as people who maybe are doing something to these trees that they can't see what they're doing. Um, um, I also wanted to mention, uh, so I've just mentioned a few things about the knowledge that I have related to this subject. Um, and at the beginning of this podcast, I talked about knowledge and wisdom. Um, so what wisdom would look like or sound like in relation to these remedies? I just want to give like kind of an example here. Not that I'm super wise or anything, but in relation to what I'm talking about here, I feel like I do have some wisdom based off my knowledge. So wisdom is also about knowing when and how to use your knowledge. 
being able to put situations in perspective and how to impart it to others. So the way that I'm using my knowledge on this podcast right now, um, I'm using it on the podcast because the subject matter relates to it. How I'm using my knowledge, I'm using it to provide an outlet for ideas because I feel it's something most people don't really talk about for all types of reasons. And one big reason, I think, is that the platforms just aren't out there for people to, you know, hear new things about it, hear new ideas about these topics of, you know, hate, entitlement, and feelings of disenfranchisement, and how they affect people, and how that, how those people might affect other people. Um, But this podcast is a good place to talk about it, because I do talk about um, mental health, things related to trauma, things related to complex PTSD, Um, abuse, you know, I talk about these things on here. It's the whole point of it. And I'm talking about it all from personal experience. Um, Being able to put situations into perspective is a huge part of wisdom. Um, And I will say that this is actually where I've struggled in the past because I tend to be, I tend to share too much with people. One of my friends years ago, a really good friend, she said, Ben, don't throw pearls to the swine. And I didn't know what that meant. And I guess it was like a Bible verse. And it basically meant um, throwing out information to people who don't value it. Um, So on this podcast, that's one reason I'm sharing this information on this podcast is because I know that you listening do value this. That's why you're listening to it, right? Um, It's almost like if you had, you know, a workshop on, on these topics Obviously, the people that go to the workshop want to learn about it. I'm not just randomly spouting this out to people. Um, So that's a huge part of wisdom, um, being able to put situations into perspective. Um, Also, how to impart my knowledge to others. Impart it from a safe space. This is also anonymous. So whenever I'm on this podcast and you're listening to it, you, the listener, are anonymous because I have no idea who you are. I don't know who you are listening to this podcast, so you are hearing this from your own safe space, and I'm not judging you in any way. Um, So this is knowledge being put out um, that I feel like um, it's a wise way of putting out this knowledge, Um, and I really like that. Another show um, that I wanted to briefly mention in relation to all of this, um, so I mentioned this a few podcasts back, but... A show that does this in a very good way, um, when I was growing up on TNT, and I don't even know where you can find it now, but they would show reruns of a 1970s show called Kung Fu, and there was a student of a monastery, um, and the student's nickname was Grasshopper, and it was played by David Carradine, and he would learn different forms of knowledge um, from his masters and his masters had the wisdom of when to impart that knowledge Um, but that shows a really perfect example of that because um, the student as a grown man would use that he had wisdom because whenever he was in situations with people where they'd be wanting to fight him or someone would be doing something there's always some moral moral lesson Um, he always put out wisdom with his actions based off the knowledge he had from those monks that he had grown up with in that monastery, um, the temple, um, the Shaolin temple. But anyway, that's kind of a a good example of uh, knowledge and wisdom. And they would talk about things on that show like 
beginning of wisdom or they talk about hatred or they talk about entitlement or disenfranchisement they would specifically talk about these very detailed things they're very deep and a lot of times very taboo subjects um that was just such a great show um i'm very fortunate to have been able to watch that when i was a teenager in the 90s uh late 90s um I was lucky to have that. I actually searched for it not long ago, and I could not find that show anywhere. They had a new version on HBO Max, but I like the old version. Um, that's most of what I wanted to share, and I hope that this information can help people. I hope some of these remedies, um, you know, realizing you have more in common with others than you do differences. Um, if you feel disenfranchised, finding that group support is huge. And again, these are just based off my own experiences with myself and knowing them from the person where my complex PTSD stems from. This is the Complex PTSD guy signing off.